Are you with me? I'm with you, Miles. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. So here we go. <laughs> Greetings, my beautiful people. Welcome to the very first episode of Six Degrees of Miles. So Six Degrees of Miles is just me hanging out with a bunch of people that I know, some friends, you know, family, people doing extraordinary things in this in this world, you know, um, and just regular everyday people. So you should always say hello to people as soon as you like, like not as soon as, but just be kind, be friendly to people. So tonight, I'm very excited to have my first guest. I've known this guy probably, oh my goodness, since the 90s. Yep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, just to even say that sounds crazy. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I've known him since the 90s. We used to work together in television. Um, and we've had some really great times over, over the years. And actually, the reason why he is my first guest, because he came up with the name. He put out an album back in like 2002, 2003. And he, in his liner notes and his credits and album, he thanked me. And he thanked me as Six Degrees of Miles. So that became the name of this podcast, Six Degrees of Miles. So please, everybody, welcome my very first inaugural guest. So, you know, uh, there'll be some bumps and some bruises, but we're going to just go go ahead. This is my man, my really good friend, Andrew Flex yes. Lennon. Yes. <laughs> yes, Flex. Wait, I, like this is yo, this has been a long time because I think that I, I I um told you about this back in May. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, um and uh you know what's funny? Um I saw uh, a co-worker of ours, two co-workers who happen to be married, um Laura Finan and Adrian Baker yesterday. Okay. And I told her about this and she said, well, it's about time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really interesting because I don't know. Wow. Yeah. She almost said something. She's, if I can recall it, like she, she said that you should have been doing something like this years ago. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's really funny. Well, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people were saying, oh, you're going to do video. You're going to do this. And I'm just like, nah, I like, you know, I come from the radio days or whatever. So I really just wanted to do something, you know, to get people's imaginations, you know, running wild. Let them know, you know, let them imagine both of us looking like Adonis with right. these like rips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they could see what this actually looks like right now. <laughs> Just put no. the kids in bed and I'm in the flannel pajamas already. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Well, well, like I said, man, I wanted to have you on because I wanted, like, and, and we talked about this before, and you said that you came up with it, but you felt like it was a group of people that came up with Six Degrees of Miles. Yeah, because um, at, the, at the time that, it, you know, the whole thing was the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that was always like the latest, that was like the, the craze at the time. And it was the Studio B, you know, crew. Um, and I just, all I got, we're all talking about you, how, uh, you know, you just had this way of, you you knew everybody. You uh, I've just never seen anyone that knew more people than you when I first <laughs> That's met. That's so funny. And um, 
it just kind of came out. And I also kind of like remember, like, you know, we, we were saying, oh, instead of Kevin Bacon, it should be six degrees of miles. And I remember <laughs> saying it. I also remember Bridget. I could also hear Bridget Quinn's voice in on, in on it as well. Um, because it's true, man. Like, you, you, <laughs> you know, you would point to this. We'd be in the control. And you'd point to the screen. You'd be like, hey, Flex, you see that guy right there? I'm like, yeah, we'd school him. <laughs> right, right. Well, that, <laughs> that is so funny, man. Well, I don't want to like keep this on me, but I did want to give like a background as far as like, you know, how the name came about, why it came about, you know, and that sort of thing, just to give the, the listeners, you know, because I feel like there's so many of them right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, um, you know, just, jammed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I just wanted them to just, you know, get a background out. But, you know, I, I, I also wanted to interview you because, um, Man, we we worked in in television together for a very long time. Yeah, and and the, and and like you know, I, first I want to give you your props. I want to tell people a little bit about Flex Lennon. Flex okay. Lennon is probably like one of well, Flex, well Andrew Flex <laughs> Lennon, and we'll explain how Flex came about at some point. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I'm calling you Flex Lennon. His name is Andrew Lennon, and we <laughs> nicknamed him Flex. Yes, but Flex is one of like Andrew is one of the most talented people I know. I mean, oh, well, he plays you. guitar, he sings, he writes songs every day. Um, and you see what I did there. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he writes songs and he's also a very talented actor. I remember Thank going you. up to, to see him, like he had been doing these plays and he was really like very humble and wouldn't tell people about, you know, his plays and stuff. And like, I think I used to badge him all the time. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you know, he told me he had this play. I don't remember what it was, but he was this grown guy playing, playing like this little kid. You know what I mean? They were like these little badass kids or whatever. But the, the big funny of that is that we went up to Spook Rock Road. That's a whole nother story within yeah. itself, you know, to go. But I just wanted to give him his props that like he is super talented you know, and, and like, you know, like he said, Laura said that I should be doing this. I always used to try to, you know, get you to go on auditions. I was oh, like, Flex, you got to go on auditions, man. You're talented. You're funny. You're, yeah. You got this dry sense of humor. You're just hilarious. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm segueing that into you left the television business, yes. you know, as working behind the scenes, mm -hmm. you know, and and let, let's just get the elephant out of the room, right? You you became a stay at home dad. Dad, yeah, right. Eight, eight years, on eight years now. You're a stay at home dad for eight years. Yeah. Tell me eight. about that. Tell me about that transition and what you know. What was the thought process that went into that? Let me let me preface it by saying this: um, in this world of like masculinity, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and the guy is supposed to be, you know, and I'm saying supposed to be with air quotes you know, the breadwinner or whatever. Right. What, like, what was the thought process in going into that where you're like, you know what? I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad and I'm going to be the person that takes care of my children. Um, well, just real quick before I get to that, um, I, I just want to get back on the auditioning thing. I, I think a lot of times you were pushing me to go on auditions. It was one, because you wanted me to get the roles. And two, um, I also think it's because you wanted me to give you a ride back into the city. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would always work. Yeah. If there's any way yeah. that I could get a ride into the city, yeah. I would I would always go for the ride in the city. I you think that's why we like, both like transitioned and started working in the city, right? We're yeah. just like, right. Oh, you know right. what? This, this, when we were in Fort Lee, you know, and you knew I was going across the bridge, be like, uh, Flex, you going in the city today? <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, come on, Miles. Yeah. yeah, dude. I did that to everyone. Uh, so no, oh, that's so very hilarious. true. And very you know what? True. I don't think there was a time where I didn't go into the city where I didn't tell you. Right, right. You know I appreciate that. You know? Um I appreciate uh, that because I walked to the bridge and waiting for that bus, the like the nine A across the street from the Dead Oak Diner. And if yep. you missed it, it didn't come again for an hour. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And this is back in the day with no cell phones. So you didn't do no wait. cell phone. We had beepers. We had pagers. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I well, love it. Out there, there was life before cell phones. Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, I could take it back to life before call waiting. Oh Those yeah. Just, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was the I was the human remote control in my house. I get up, change the channel. Exactly. Exactly. Um, these kids today. These kids how about today. that? Right? These kids today. Um, but so to, to answer your question, so what uh, happened was um, uh, my wife was working uh, the dark and early hours. Absolutely. I know what that is. And um, I was working from eight in the morning till 830 at night. Sure. And um, we were looking into double daycare. Um, and it was astronomically high, yeah, of a figure. And, um, because we needed someone in the morning with him, and then someone also at night, and someone had to wait till I got home. It was so the whole dynamics of it were kind of crazy. That you know, we crunched the numbers and stuff, and it, it kind of made more sense and was cheaper for me. Originally, it was supposed to be, you know, just let's just try it for a little while and see if it works, mm -hmm. uh, you know. And, um, and I guess Finn was born in, my son was born in June. So that's September. She went back and, um, I just, I loved it right away and we haven't really kind of looked back. Wait, uh, you mean you, you didn't mind not going to work? Amazing. <laughs> even, even before the pandemic. Yeah, for sure. Um, um it's amazing like how much I couldn't believe that one time when I did go back in a few years later and I took the, the bus and stuff, you know, the, I did my normal community. I'm like, how did I put up with this for so long? <laughs> Isn't that funny? I, I think... was like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> right. You're like, uh, people do this. Right. Every day, every day, <laughs> every, every day. Um, <laughs> no. So it, it, it was just something that we were just going to try and it, it turned out to be, you know, uh, really great because it, 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 you know, for everyone involved, more it, it really give it gave her a sense of relief knowing that I was here. That you know, if she had to travel for work or whatever, that you know, we weren't scrambling to find somebody. And um, and I like to think it benefited, you know, <laughs> benefited my kids to have a, a parental figure here. Sure. Um, and I never looked at the at you know, kind of you said something earlier about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? This this yeah. world of masculinity. Yeah, you know, uh -huh. and like the guy is supposed to be the breadwinner, blah 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 blah. Yeah, that but was, you know, yeah. all that stuff is actually changing, and all that's you know, with the way it is now, and as we evolve as humans, right? So yeah. it really doesn't matter, and it's just like you know. But at the time that you did it, I think it might have been like a thing, like 
Flex is a stay-at-home dad? Like, yeah. what? You know like, that? It was, it was uh, all the years that I worked in television prepared me for the role of, of fatherhood and uh, being a stay-at-home dad because all the years of, that I stage managed, what was the number one rule of a stage manager? Always make your talent happy. Right. So I, you know, when it was just me and my, and my son, it was like, okay, you know, like I would, he'd um, still be asleep in the morning. I'd be setting up our first scene of the day, you know, I'd get the kitchen <laughs> ready and he'd come down, you know, and, you know, I feed him, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I was always like, all right, let's just, let's just make him happy. Let's stay out of the way, you know, if he needs yeah. me. And then we transition into nap time. You're like, it was just. It, it was just funny. I'm like, oh, I've I've been doing this my whole life, basically. <laughs> nice. You I know, love that. I had to go from making Neil Cavuto happy and John Scott and Bridget Quid happy, you know, to now just <laughs> this, this little eight pound bundle of you know, <laughs> a bundle of joy that happens to joy. be yours yeah. that you can't give to anyone. Right. <laughs> right. They're for keeps. Yep. I love um, that, man. I love that. So. With, within all of that, right? Like, mm -hmm. obviously, you're bonding, you know, with your, your son at that time and now both of your children. You mm -hmm. know, did did it at any point, like, give you a different appreciation? Because, you know, women like to talk about, you know, being moms and all that kind of stuff and how hard it is and, you know, yeah. even being at stay at home. Like, you know, did you, you know, did the roles kind of reverse as well? Like, when your wife got home, did you have dinner ready for her and all that kind of, like, you know, like I, I, to me, it's very interesting to see if the roles reverse or whatever, if, or was it just, you took care of the kids. And when she came home, she got dinner ready and all that. Well, it was funny. Um, she, uh, she worked at CBS right. and her uh, technical director, her TD. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm wondering if, if you, if you know him, cause here comes the first test is, was, uh, was Fountain Jones. No, I don't know. Mm -mm, I don't. Oh, you don't know Fountain Jones? Wow, I thought I thought you would. Mm -mm. Um, screw the name of this podcast, then. Uh, <laughs> well, but Fountain Jones had this thing that he told uh, that he he said to my wife that she kind of mentally did like he when he got home from work he'd wipe his feet before he'd enter the house, kind of like shaking off the morning, shake you know shaking off work. Nice. And he did the same thing. She would come in and and that that director's. Uh, hat was was off and she came in and boom she was you know right in with the kids um and she was the wife and she was their mother um that's awesome and and you know we would always take turns cooking and stuff but but now she's really like she's like one of the, one of the best short order cooks in jersey i mean it's just <laughs> amazing way she can have so many different pots on the stove at one time um that I try to stay out of her way when she's, when she's in, you know, I don't go anywhere near her. Um, I actually enjoy watching her cook when she, when she's, when she's in there cooking, I usually sit with her um, or I sit in the kitchen while she's cooking and I, and I watch her, but she's like, you know, she's, she's going all over the place, like a mile and getting stuff. Cause our kids just have different tastes. They all want different things. Oh, and trust me. Yes. Cooking, you know, She's got spaghetti going for my son and, and stuff going for us and chicken for my daughter. Like, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. So you said it's just really so. So she she shook it off. The thing that I, I'm also then because I know exactly like what you wife when you said dark and early. She yeah. also got home at a time 
like she pretty much had the day, but she probably had to get in bed by like six or seven o'clock. Yeah, oh yeah, no. What was what was great for for a short period of time was um, all three of them would be in bed by like seven o'clock at night. <laughs> so I would you, come down. I'd become. I mean, I'd be exhausted, but I would just be able to put my feet up, put the Yankee game on for a few innings, and just let the day bleed out of my body. You know, absolutely. Um, but it was nice. It was. It was. Um, I enjoyed like that time because they, you know, they were all in bed. She was up and out in the morning. Um, and it kind of gave me a chance to kind of like regroup and stuff. Um, but then she left there a couple of years ago and then she was, she went to hours where she was really gone more of like a nine to five. Oh, wow. Yeah. She got into the talk show circuit for a little bit mm-hmm. and I was, was doing like a morning talk show mm-hmm. and, um, and, in some way, the hours were better because you know, you you know, Miles. Like, oh, geez, yeah, trust you me. You had it that, and you always said it. You're like, it's a way of life, and exactly. for ten plus years, that was a way of life for us. Like, we based our day around going to bed, or at least her and the kids, around seven o'clock because you nothing if you don't get any sleep. Right. Well, you know, back when when we did it, we were a lot younger. Yeah. And we just, we basically didn't get any sleep anyway. No. You know, we remember, remember, remember we used to come in and yeah. like we'd envy the person. We were yeah. talking how many hours of sleep we got, right? right. It was like, yo, I got, and then, and then the Flex, we'd be like, yo, Flex got seven hours. Seven hours. And then people <laughs> would come and look at me and be like, you got seven Like, yeah. Yeah, he would come seek you out. Like, who got eight hours last night? Who did? John Kurzweil? Let me go see him. like, Absolutely. Speaking of Kurzweil, quickly, you know he won a Grammy this year, right? He did? Yo, dude, we'll talk about that. I'll send you the picture because he posted it on Facebook, which I know you don't have any um social media and all that kind of stuff, but he won a Grammy this year with his name on it in the whole nine yard for, like, you know, hey. sound engineering. I think it was for Porgy and Bess at Lincoln Center. So, you know, that's a sidebar. But, yeah, if you've got his number, give him a call. Tell him you heard whatever. And if yeah. you don't, I'll forward you his number and you give him a call because yeah. you know, he's over at Lincoln Center. But, yeah, but, no, that that's that's real. So now that she's on, like, a, a somewhat normal schedule, it's mm-hmm. a, a little bit a different way about But your kids are older, too, right? Like, they're a little bit more independent. Yeah. So it, it it's just funny how like you know everything kind of happened you know how, how just that, how things happen in life because they were getting older and it was starting to become a little bit of an issue where she'd be going to bed before them right and and they're also you know as they're getting older there's more after school stuff that she realized she was going to be missing and everything and and it had been ten years and um so you know she she you know yeah spread her wings and she you know she got out of those. That, that way of life and 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 we just keep you know we just kind of keep going and keep moving um, absolutely well i think one of the reasons i'm also like spending time on the stay-at-home dad because mm-hmm. i did happen to catch the episode of tamron hall that you were on talking about that right yes yeah yeah <laughs> you, know, so, you want to expand on that how was how was that experience uh, uh mr well, lennon um, um, well, that was the show that my wife was directing. Oh, so. oh, 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 okay. Uh, so she came home one day and she said, um, she was, you, how do you, you want to be on television? And I said, what? 
and she goes, oh, they're doing a show on stay at home dads. I was like, ah, my, I'm like, I don't know. Cause you know, that feel like, you know, I'm just going to walk in and everyone's going to be like, oh, that's, that's the director's husband. And, and kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, so I didn't want to go in with that stigma on me. Right. Um, but I was like, you know what? I thought about it. I said, yeah, you know what? I just as right as anyone else to, to talk about it. I, it's a subject I know, you know, very well. It's near and dear to my heart. So I was like, okay, so let's, you know, let's do it. And, um, and we went in and the A2 was supposed to be Becky Stone. Oh, wow. But she wasn't there that day and said the A2 was Beth Rooney. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and Beth, Beth Rooney comes in, gives me a big hug. And she goes, she goes, I can't believe in all the years that you've been in television, you're wearing a shirt like that. <laughs> so, thanks. so she makes you immediately feel self-conscious, right? Yeah. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Beth. Thanks. It's like, well, it's like the no poo belt, but we'll, that's a whole other story. <laughs> it's like the story, the story, the story of Flex Lennon is to make him feel self-conscious uh, about what it is that he has on and yeah. what he's wearing. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. hilarious. Oh, yeah, and it harkened back to those days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I channeled, I, I, I channeled my my inner Stiller at that moment. Right, <laughs> but you're always good on the road, though. So that's oh, a, that's. <laughs> Always. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that must have been cool. You had Beth Rooney as the but you know, other than the I can't believe you're wearing a shirt like that. But yeah, just to like all of a sudden your your former co-worker is actually miking you up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh man, that, that must have been like a so it's just funny. She texted me the other day saying I guess she was moving back to this area, you know, and uh, you know, work stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, I think they were in Florida for a bit. Yeah, and, and I think she's back up here now. I'm, um, because I keep hearing her name pop up here and there. So she's always been around. Absolutely, uh, I, I ran into her. Like I want to, gosh, everything. When you get a certain age, right? Everything is like two or three years ago. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, and then you'd be like, wait, that was five. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know what that, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I ran <laughs> into her over at NBC in the lobby one year. I don't even remember what year it was, you know, just a random, you know, she was walking just a random. So it was yeah. kind of cool. Um, but it's, I gotta say, you know, it's it just, it's, it's, it's been a great gig. I've, um, uh, I kind of, like I said, I kind of go at it like um, stage managing a, a, a show, you know, that's, that's awesome. And um you know, now they're getting older, they're getting a little more independent, uh, which is great. And it's also freeing for me because um, I didn't do anything for, I would say, a good first six, maybe seven years. I really didn't do anything. And so what do you mean? What do you mean you didn't do anything? Expand on that. What do you mean? What? I, how did you get like, I guess, for lack of a better term, your hands tied? You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean you didn't do anything? Um, well, there's like a theater company right here in this town where I live in that, um, I was like, oh, I'd, lo I'd love to do a show there. And, you know, just because the kids were so young and because of my wife's hours, I just didn't have any time to myself to do any, I didn't even play guitar uh, anymore. I put that away. Oh, wow. And, you know, so you put your life on hold is basically kind of like, and I'm, I'm saying it that way mm -hmm. because you hear, and, and mind you, this is not about your masculinity or anything, right. but you often hear women, you know, 
use that same analogy, like they put their life on hold for their kids. And now I'm hearing a father who yeah. is more than that saying that he put his life on hold for his kids, which is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there wasn't any time where I said to myself, oh, poor me, this stinks. Um, right. Because the alternative wasn't appealing whatsoever, you know? Um <laughs> <laughs> people do this i was like you know where am i gonna go from here this is great you know uh-huh. right um, um so, and so but, in other words you really have and you know not for anything but you're not rushing to get back into that hustle and bustle of you know the work that you did you know but maybe one day down the line i'm leaving that door open just so we don't close it completely right maybe one day down the line you know at your leisure actually yeah, you, you would do something like that. Well, that, was, that would have to be your leisure or, or on your terms, basically. Well, what's funny is like now things have started to really kind of pop up that um, uh, like a couple years ago, I got a small part at that at this theater company here in town. Um, oh, wow. uh, and of course, you didn't tell anyone so I could come see. But that's right. I just, you know, kind of <laughs> kind of like, the same. Just I was just like, let me kick the tires on this thing and see if it's something I can still do. Right, um, but it was great. It was right here in town. I was able to walk to the theater. I came on the end of the basically the end of the show, towards the end of the second act. And my director was like, "Hey, man," he goes, "I know you're in town. You don't need to be here the whole entire time." He goes, "Show up, you know, beginning of Act Two, and do your thing, you know." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And then, um, then I just finished this. Uh, just last weekend, I was doing a a, a three week run of a sh- of um of another play up in Rockland County. Um, and we'd been rehearsing that since June. Rehearsal? No. Rehearsal for what? <laughs> uh, I still use it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The winner. Uh, what, what, what was even funny is like, is that I didn't use it so much, but, but my wife would do it for me. Because <laughs> she talking to her girlfriends and be like, hey, you know, can we, what's going on this weekend? She's like, well, Andrew has rehearsal. And all of a sudden, the exact same time rehearsal for what? It's like oh, he's doing a play. Like, oh. Andrew just is doing a play. Yeah, he's doing a play. Yeah, that that script never gets old. She was working it for me. I was I like, oh, fantastic. I love it. I love uh, it. And then like you'd run into like a random, you know, one of the random women in town that's at the supermarket. Like, I hear you're doing a play. <laughs> That's right. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> yeah. you know, can we come see him? Like, ah, you know. Hey, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know where it is. But um, no, it was great. It was uh, Neil Simon. It was it was uh, a play called California Suite. It's um, and what it was was it was four different scenes that take place in the in this hotel room, and um, I was the second scene, and I played a guy who wakes up in the morning with a woman in his bed that's not his wife and his wife is knocking at the door trying to get into the uh, hotel room. And I got to try and run around and make sure she doesn't get in the room and see her. And um, Yo, it was a lot of plastic, it was a lot of physical comedy. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was the most fun I've had on stage, I think, ever. And uh, awesome. Really had a good time with it. And um you know, even, you know, my wife who's seen me in pretty much everything, she was like, she, cause, you know, she's like, 
she was really impressed with it. And that meant a lot that she's like, she, cause I've seen you in everything you did. And, and, and I think that was the best. And even my father, who's, um, you know, 85 and old school. Um, I saw him after the show and he's like, <sighs> he goes, best thing you've ever did. Best thing you, I've ever seen you. And I was like, cool. I was like, all right. You know, like that was, that meant a lot. So yeah, absolutely. And it's also affirmation on that's what you should be doing. Yeah, no, I, it, it, for me, it, I was like, okay. Um, there were times when, you know, when I was in the, in the middle of the scene and I could tell I, I had the, the crowd with me. Um, and I was like, oh, I think I can kind of, you know, hold my own here. Um, you know, it was good that like, I think going forward, I might, you know, challenge myself a little bit more and, um, you know, if something comes up, uh, you know, I may not say no to it as, as quickly as I would say, you know, three or four years ago because of the kids, you know, now the kids, like I said, you know, my oldest is eight. My daughter just turned six. Like, you know, they can start to do stuff for themselves now, you know, Absolutely. like. Absolutely. And um, do, do you have them in sports? Because once they get in sports, that's like a, a whole nother level of, you know, having activities. But, yeah. you know, that would kind of make you busy again. Oh, well, but... the, yeah, now I'm in the chauffeur part of of fatherhood. Yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Lyft or the Uber drive, you know. Uh, <laughs> Like, absolutely but the only the, difference is that you don't get paid from them no, no. <laughs> um but it's for good stuff like yeah uh, like mondays are crazy like i but after school my son he takes an improv class oh uh, really yeah. oh, chip off yeah. the old block huh yeah yeah so and then you. my daughter my daughter has dance um, oh nice yeah and the creative room now does your does your son sing do you also have him like playing an instrument he's uh he's gonna be i think the 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 talent of the family um he if he goes in any direction i think he's geared more towards show business because he really has uh a great love of dancing like if he hears a song he just doesn't care who's in the room he just starts going to it like and, that meme dance like nobody's watching yes love yeah it. um and he's he's fun he's funny, um, and he's a, he's a thinker. Like I see, him, I'm like, oh, he'd be a great actor just because his brain is always going. Um, well, he's got the name too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah man, Finn Linen, right? It's quick, rolls off the tongue. Ooh, that that's 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 hey, get Finn Linen on the phone, we right? Need Finn right. Linen, yeah, is Finn Linen on the set. <laughs> right. <exactly>. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, uh, my daughter Madison. She's she's the athlete. She's a gamer, man. Like like you said, sports. Like she um she uh just her soccer season just outdoors anyway was finished and um and she's a game. She gets right that game starts and she gets right into it. I love no it. no fear whatsoever. I love it. Did um, you say Madison? Madison, yes. Yo, the funny thing, and you definitely don't know this, is when I was having kids, when I had Miles Jr., mm -hmm. if if Miles Jr. was a girl, he was going to be Madison. Wow. Isn't that funny? Wow. But but here, here's the other creative side of me, right? Uh -huh. She would have been Madison Ave, which uh -huh. is basically A-V-E, Madison Ave. Uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you ready for this one? Ready for this? That's, um, that's that's beautiful. 
so when we were pregnant with Finn, we didn't know, we didn't find out what we were having both pregnancies because uh, a friend of mine said, there's really no surprises left in life. <laughs> right. Right. So we had, if Finn was a girl, the name would have been Abby Rose Lennon. Oh, I like that. Right? You can't get any closer than that, bro. No. no. And uh, and the wife was on board, and she's like, well, are we going to name her Abigail and call her Abby? I'm like, nope, Abby Rose. Abby Rose. I Abby love Rose. that. And, and uh, Lennon, come on, bro. That's like that, yeah. that's perfect. Like it, it, I, I couldn't spell it out any more clearer for you. <laughs> right. You know. So, um, so why didn't why didn't Madison get Abby Rose? Because that was strictly for Finn. If Finn was a girl, you know, I think by that time, um, you know, Randy kind of said she's like, "Are, are you still gung ho for that?" And I said, <laughs> "Ah, you know, something not really like, right, right. Um, uh, it, it didn't have the same." same thing for me you know a couple years later right for Uh, sure for sure but i love that yeah abby Abby rose abby rose (laughs) yeah i love that so so that's cool man so so have to do it all again would you do it all again the same exact way would you do it all again like just remove yourself from you know the workplace and be a stay-at-home dad and and all that stuff would you would you do it all again oh uh like if, if I just had to go back to that point. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. No, that's freaking no. awesome. Um, so I, I, I wanted to, I kind of yeah. wanted to tie that up because I do want to get into like the next phase of your life and actually auditioning more, playing your guitar more, mm-hmm. singing more, writing more, mm-hmm. you know, like what, mm-hmm. what's, what's going on on that front? Well, it's funny um, because I, I said to you, like, I haven't played in in years. And, you know, that's why I left Fox when I did, uh, because I had all these gigs lined up down the shore. And I was just going to be, you know, I didn't have, you know, dreams of becoming a rock and roll star or whatever, uh, you know. He, um, but I knew I could I could probably make a living as a as a musician doing, you know, happy hours here and there or, and, and that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, you, if you can get the steady work, you can, you know, you can make a pretty decent living for yourself. Absolutely. Um, um, but I, I did that for a while. And, and then I found myself, you know, I'm like, why am I driving down, you know, to, uh, to do a gig down the short in February on a Tuesday. Right. You know, when there's no one showing up. Right. And, um, you know, people don't want to pay because you didn't bring anybody in. I'm like, well, it's the middle of winter on a Tuesday. Oh, you know? right. The promoter thing. And you bring people. Yeah. And you get a percentage off of what? But, oh, yeah, man. You know, those are the worst. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, you know, you're not even paying me gas money. So just, you know, so right. stuff like that. I was like, this is, you know, I was kind of yeah. like, it's the road is tiring, you know. And as you, like you said, you know, if I was at the time, if I had maybe five or years under my belt, you know, I probably wouldn't have cared so much, but I was getting old. I'm like, man, I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like doing these rides anymore, man. Yeah, for sure. It's far. Um, and, and, you know, the, the cost, it's just like, it, yeah, some, yeah. Sometimes it costs me more to actually travel to a gig than what I was getting at the gig. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, but what's funny now though is, is, um, 
just recently there was we had like a block party here uh, on our block and people were asking my wife they're like oh do you know anyone that could play we're looking to how you get a musician do you know anyone that would play and she didn't offer me up because she's like i'm not gonna you know volunteering without checking with them first and she's like what do you think i'm like ah, i'm not playing for our neighbors just yet you know um <laughs> but then she has a friend of hers who runs this like little restaurant next town over and she's starting to do like these dinners and she's telling my wife she's like oh, i'd love to get someone that could just kind of hang like in the corner and play guitar for a little bit and then my wife's <laughs> like oh that's i can't keep so she told her she's like she goes andrew could do it and she's like he plays guitar Wait. Wow, it's been that long because what's really like tripping me out is you used to travel with your guitar, bro. Like there wasn't like a place like to me, I only know you with a guitar playing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for, for you putting it down, that's why I find it funny. She goes, he plays guitar? Like yeah. everybody yeah. knows Andrew plays guitar. Yeah. And and you know what? It's funny you say that because um, I, I know eventually it's going to get there, but I got to mention him anyway. But I caught Springsteen on Colbert the other night. <laughs> I love it. But so, uh, Col um, so Colbert says, "Oh, I, I understand you brought something with you tonight." And Bruce like, "Yeah, it's you know show and tell night, whatever." And he brought out his like original guitar that you know play he played. It was it was the guitar. It was the guitar he played. Wow. Majority of you know um his career and he had a line that i completely understood what he said and i could tell colbert didn't because colbert was like he's like what do you you know think when you when you see this guitar you hold this guitar he goes oh he goes he goes this isn't a guitar he goes this is like my hand this is my arm wow. goes, this was a body he goes i did everything with this guitar you know he was any other you know time i put another guitar on that's just the guitar he goes, this thing was an extension of my body. Wow. And Colbert kind of gave him a look like he didn't understand it. I'm like, and I was like screaming at the TV. I'm like, I know what you're saying, brother. I know. <laughs> that's I know right. That's the exact feeling. That's exactly right. You that's know, why for somebody to not know, I'm like, wait a minute. That's weird. But I get it. There are people who don't know me with, with dreadlocks. <laughs> like you, and I think you knew me before I had dreadlocks. The, the first time I met you, you were starting to grow them you had right. you had right. short... so you knew me with like baby locks <laughs> yeah like they, they were just kind of sprouting right um, right um and that was when i was interning i was interning at cnbc and i don't know if you remember this or not um i'm in the audio room at cnbc the, the main one there you know right outside the control room that you'd come in through the back way absolutely right and i think i was in there with Either Kurzweil, it could have been. I was in there with somebody. I think it was Kurzweil or one of the other uh, older, like audio guys that you know you always talk to to kind of calm down and stuff. You know, but right. you found out you were going to the morning shift. And was I pissed? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like getting. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> and you like the, the door burst open and they had, they had all the racks there. Yeah. And the door burst open and you just came down and you turned. You're like, 3 a.m.? 3 a.m.? Are they serious? And then you walked back out, came back, and you just were going like 
you were you were so angry. <laughs> and at the same time, you were trying to come to grips with the reality of what was what was happening. Uh-huh. And there's a show going on. And let's just say it was Kurt, and he's mixing the Kurzweil's mixing the show, and also at the same time, just listening to you and be like, and you know, he's like, I know, man, I know. I know he was such a calming spirit, bro. Yeah. Right. But but so I was just interning at the time, and I'm looking at you <laughs> with these with the sprouts on the on the head. Who's this raving lunatic? And then I was like, wow. I'm like, what kind of business is this? What am I getting myself into? <laughs> so then, um, fa- fast forward to like I don't know, maybe another year later when I started working there mm-hmm. because they started um, America's Talking, right. Which, people don't know about that place, which is now which, MSNBC. And which is now MSNBC. But so so many people from CNBC went to America's Talking that they went through their intern, you know, list. And I think two, like a week before I was graduating college, they called and asked me to, to, for a job. Nice. Like I was getting set to move up to Newport, Rhode Island to waiter with a buddy of mine for the summer. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> especially when I went up to visit him and I saw what I was missing. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't say no. Right, right. And it was, it was, it was the dark and early shift that the next time I did see you, the dreads were really right. They were uh, filling in. They were, were filling in, in and, and and you were uh, had settled into the shift. <laughs> you weren't, you weren't that angry man. I saw. No, I was not angry because I was just about to say to you that became the only shift I wanted to do. <laughs> Right. It was like, it was the lesser of all the evils, right? Yeah. yeah. You get in early, you get out early. I remember yeah. I used to say, so I get in at like three o'clock in the morning or whatever, four o'clock, yeah. you know, and by nine o'clock, I'm going to lunch and people are coming in, grabbing their coffee. Yeah. And by the time we go, to, they go to lunch, we're going home. We're going home. Which yeah. was the lesser of all the, but during those times too, man, I had some crazy long days because just like you know you try to live your life normally right right so when you left at like 11 12 o'clock in the day you would at least for me I would go home and go to sleep try to wake up at like six o'clock so I could go hang out with my friends then wind up getting back in bed like 10 11 o'clock and then getting going back to work at like three in the morning yeah but like I said, I was much younger then, yep. you know, when we could do that, I could drink like three Long Island iced teas, which was like the drink for me That's you right. know, and freaking bounce back. Yep. You know what I mean? Bounce back and actually do that. It's so funny. That's so funny. I, I, I remember being angry, but then I, like I said, man, I remember loving that shift. Yep. And then I don't know if you remember this, they changed me. From three in the morning because we the the audio people had a rotating shift. Okay. So everybody would always come to me and give me the morning shifts. One time, Bill Lachelle decided, well, I think I want to try the morning shift, and then they put me on four to midnight, and I was heated, oh. bro. I went, I did the absolute opposite shift, and it was like, but you know what? It was kind of cool because that was when I got my hanging out in, you know what right. I mean? Like, I don't know if like, if you lived in the city, they had a van that would take you home at night, you know, at, at, like after 11 midnight or whatever. And I remember on certain nights I'd have, I had them uh, drive me straight to the club. 
Oh, <laughs> I'd be like, That's I'd be what? like, yeah, take me, take me to 14th Street. I'm going to Giant Step or whatever. It yeah, was, you know, it was just so much fun, man. So I, I made the best out of all of it. You know what I mean? Getting the, getting the hang on and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's so funny, man. But I'm sorry you missed Rhode Island that, <laughs> that uh, summer. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you know, uh, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, I went up to visit her at one point during the summer and uh, you want to talk about angry. I, I drove, <laughs> I drove home angry. <laughs> You're like, what did I do? What All I to do? like come around and to actually leave the business and say, like, how do people do this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was like waitering at this, like, you know, uh, oceanfront, you know, restaurant and, and, you know, everyone's right out of college. Oh my goodness. Say no more, bro. I already know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no time to incriminate ourselves. Right. I already... <laughs> but you know who went up with me on that trip was, uh, was, was, uh, Sean McGinnis. Cause oh, McGinnis. And, uh, and he was working too. We, yeah, he was, a, he was a team machine at the time. Yeah. He was there as well. Yeah. No, cause we went up together to see our friend Neil. And then we, uh, you know, we drove back home. And uh, I really didn't speak a lot on the ride home. Wow. <laughs> Word on the street is McGinnis just got promoted to director. So I heard for like yeah. the app or something, right? Yeah, yeah. For the what? Yeah, they're doing like this whole weather thing or whatever. And uh, what's about actually, time? What's that? It's about time. Yeah. Well, you know that that's a whole long story. I'll let you and Sean get on the phone and talk about that. But you know. He was kind of like uh, he had stopped directing for a while just for those reasons. Oh, uh -huh. and you get yeah, to I'll, I'll let him, you know, talk to you and and all that kind of stuff. OK, so 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 flex, man. Yeah. So you are. Are you still writing? So, no, you're not still, but you're going to start writing songs and playing the guitar and and doing all that like in the in well, the yeah, so, future. You know, just I potentially might have like a, a, a gig. um around Christmas over the holidays and stuff. So, which is great. Cause that'll give me really kind of some time to put stuff together. Cause um, you know, as you know, the, the voice is uh, it's a muscle and Dude. I got to get that back up to speed again, as well Absolutely. as playing top. So um, I finally took the guitar out uh, yesterday. Oh, um, nice. And blew it off. All right. Saturday, Saturday. Yes. It was Halloween. Um, and I played just, off the top of my head for a, pretty much a, a solid hour of just tunes that I just knew. And, um, I was, feel? it felt great. And what was even better was, um, the kids were down, down here. I was in the basement and the kids and were down. Were like, you play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they used to like a few years back to be like, dad, can you just stop playing? <laughs> I'm like, sure. Enough already. But then, um, but so then on Saturday, I'm down here and I'm doing, you know, some stuff and each song, like, you know, they're down here doing their, they're playing, doing their own thing, Legos and Barbie dolls and stuff. But after each song, they would clap. And I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. you know, like, I felt like I was doing a show. So then my son comes up. He's like, hey, do you know this song? It's from uh, the movie, The Lorax or something. And I was like, no, but with technology now, I can look up the song he asked me to. And then I have um, a guitar app that I could look up the songs. It has it had the chords, it had the the words, and it was right there on my phone. So I looked at the song, I heard a little bit of it, 
called it up on this uh, guitar app, and boom, I was playing it within like two minutes. I love that, bro. And I know you you were like super dad then. <laughs> oh, he was he was like he's like wow. He's like you just you just learned that. And I said yeah, it's right here in front of me. <laughs> the easy thing was there was only two chords. So I was like. <laughs> Um, but that's it. the thing, like now, um, like I was talking to my, uh, my friend James, who used to be my duo partner, who I was telling you, James McGill, uh, one of my best friends for over 20 years, past 20 oh, years. Yeah. Yeah. He is Steve Marlowe's cousin. Right, right, right. You know? I remember Steve always talking about him every night. Yeah. Um, so he's out there playing a lot. And he said to me, he's like, he goes, Flex, he goes, you gotta get a, a really good iPad. Um, and have you know the guitar? What was it? I think it's like Guitar Center apps or whatever the, the whatever the app is. I don't know. Um, and um, oh, Ultimate Guitar. He goes, get that app on there. And he goes, you get it, you know, and you can have all your songs on the iPad because I used to have this big black binder of songs that I would carry around with me whenever I was doing a gig. And if someone asked, yes, something, I'd flip through the pages and find it. Um, but now he's like, all you need is uh, is your iPad. Dude, get like, wow. Because that, that's kind of like, you know, back in the day when DJs used to just carry crates of records. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. they have like 10 crates and they're lifting yeah. them. And now it's just like, yeah, nah, no crates. You just basically uh, upload them into the Serato, yep. you know, and you mix from the Serato. So, yeah, get on that iPad, man. Yeah. I think they have deals on them right now. I'm just like, yeah, know. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Black yeah. Friday's coming up, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, but um, no. So I'm starting to, as as you would always say, I'm starting to listen to nice. what I I'm hearing popping up, and I'm kind of at a point where I'm, you know, um, you know, we're gonna be fifty in April. And wow, yeah. Flex. That, you? You're yeah. still like you're still like twenty two to me, twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I know. Like when you said, dude, it was like ninety two, ninety three when I met you. Dude, that's you know, wow. Right. So, um, so my thing is now is like I don't feel the need like to have to try and hustle for gigs like I once did. Like, right. You know, if they pop up and I can do it, I'll do it. Um, right. And, and if the price is right, you don't have to hustle and like, like you said, you know, drive and then they're not even paying you and it being not even worth the cost or whatever. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of cool. Or you can do it for fun if you want to, right? Yeah. And, and the thinking here is like, uh, you know, uh, I heard someone say something not too long ago, you know, we're all born with a God given talent. And yeah. I was, I was kind of like, you know, it's a shame that I'm, I'm just kind of wasting it and not doing anything with it. And, you know, if I can go out for a couple hours, you know, do, you know, play a couple happy hours during the week, you know, in a local place and stuff. Great. You know? Um, and then, you know, People see you and be like, "Hey, you, you know, it, it could snowball." We're like, "Oh, would you, would you do private parties and stuff?" Because that's towards the end when I stopped. Where that's kind of where I left off was, um, I was doing you know like private birthday parties and 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 uh, kind of different corporate gigs as well as doing like your regular bar happy hours along the shore and stuff. Um, oh wow! Yeah, no, it was it was you know. Um, yeah, no, that was you. It was getting good. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. Um, but it had, like everything had an ebb and a flow, and um, and when it when it kind of started to get downhill, and it and it started to kind of like, 
you know, I just remember kind of being like, why am I, you know, why am I driving all the way down to this thing? And, you know, on a, like I said, on a Tuesday in the middle of winter, like stuff like that. Then you kind of like, all right, let me peel out. But if I can get little things here and there that, um, you know, less would kind of be more. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Um, and there's also, you know, uh, we have a whole bunch of friends here in town that that, that haven't seen that side of me yet. You yeah. know, think I'm this guy that stayed home for these years with the kids and all of a sudden it's like, well, let me let me show you who I really am. Yeah, that that's part. <laughs> and that, yo, you, you, you nailed it, which is, like I said, I wanted people to know just how really talented you you are. You know what I mean? So I hope that, you know, with you playing and getting back out there, that it also keeps leading to auditions and you walk into the theater, you know, company that's right up the street from you. You know what I mean? And you do more plays and do more, you know, and even like, you know, crossover into like the television phases of it, you know, and maybe doing some print stuff like print modeling and print like, dude, you I mean, you have the gamut. Like I've always that's the one thing that I've always admired. I was like, man, this dude is so talented. Wow. It's, not, it's like it's not even funny. Like you are like super talented. I, I think at one time I, I compared you to Ben Stiller. Yeah, because I think I was watching like Meet Meet the Fockers or no, what what is it? Meet the Parents. I it was either Meet the Parents. Yeah, it was Meet the Parents, and yeah. I, I was like, who does this guy remind me of? Yeah. Who is this guy? And then all of a sudden, it was just like, oh my goodness, yeah, that's Flex Lennon right there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, not not that you're exactly like him. I don't know if Ben Stiller can even play the guitar. I think you're. You're probably, I don't want to say 10 times, I don't know what it is, but I know that you're just super mega talented. Well, thank you. Thank you. And mm-hmm. I, and I, I, I knew what you meant by that because a lot of times, like even like you meet the parents and then um, even before that, with something about Mary, a yeah. lot of situations that this guy was in, I was like, oh, I've been in those situations, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Uh, right. But even the way like he reacts, I was just like, oh my goodness, that's exactly how Flex would Yeah. Do. Would yeah. react to something like that, you know. Well, yeah. I promised them that I would. Well, now nah, we ain't gonna go back to that. I was gonna tell them how you got the nickname Flex, but you know, maybe I'll, I'll put that on like the social media, you know, site or whatever, and like the explanation of the story, you well, know, instead of like. <laughs> I, could, I could. It's 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 fairly quick. I could I could you know. Um, okay, you tell how you got that. <laughs> so yeah. So. Um, we were on, I was on the CNBC softball team. Yes, you were. And with Chris Matat. Oh, man. Rest in power, Rest in man. Peace, Chris yeah. Matat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, great dude, man. Great, great guy. Great, great guy. but he, wait, wait, wait. What was it? A Club 20. <laughs> club 20. Yeah, he was Club 20. Yeah. He was Club 20. Yeah. You should do a podcast <laughs> on that guy. Like, oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so that summer, um, you know, on the dark and early shift where you would go from work and go home and sleep, I would go right to the gym. Right. And I was just, you know, working out, but it was all, <laughs> it was the upper body workout. I did, did no one did legs in those days. Right. And, um, <laughs> so I, I kind of got in decent shape and, and it turns out we won the championship of our league. I love that. So they took a team picture <laughs> and they put it in the lobby of CNBC. <laughs> And they I'm sure standing did. in the back row with my CNBC softball T-shirt rolled all the way up, <laughs> leaning on a bat where all you see is tricep, right? <laughs> and 
Chris Patak was in the lobby one day and someone's looking at the picture and Chris Patak goes, look at Flex right there. <laughs> and that was it. That was all she wrote. That was all she wrote. <laughs> to the point where having then left CNBC and going to Fox, right? I was at Fox for, I would say, about two years. until And someone came up to me, they go, what's your real name? <laughs> and I go, why? They go, I only know you was Flex. <laughs> like, it stayed. And I love it. I mean. Absolutely. And, um. I did the Shore House. I did a Shore House in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Uh, Steve Marlowe got me in. That's where I met James. But it was all these guys from Hoboken. Mm-hmm. And everyone had a nickname. You know, there was um, Gary the Clam. Uh, <laughs> a guy named Fence. That was James. His name was Fence. Steve Marlowe's nickname was Goggle Man. Uh, uh, Hot Rod Todd. All these guys, because all these Jersey guys had nicknames because no one wanted to know their real name. So I went. <laughs> as flex and then, and then i got into the music scene down there through james mm-hmm. that it it even took on a second life um <laughs> coming to the stage yeah no when i was first when i first left and was gigging in there i i booked myself as flex lennon i love it man never lose that bro no never no, lose even, that even that... today like when i see if i run into people from down the shore i ran into a guy me and randy went out for dinner i don't want to be down this year and I ran into a guy who I hadn't seen in like 10 years. So when we were down there clipping around, he was, uh, he was just a, a friend of that, ho- that whole scene. Uh, and his name was Steve Bonaventure. And we always called him Bono. So I'm walking uh, in this restaurant. He's walking out. I'm like, Bono. He's like, flex. <laughs> like this big hug, bro hug, you know, and, and like just people stopped, you know. And, but what's funny is that, um, when I'm with some of our friends who don't know that, they're like, what did he just call him? <laughs> right, right. And he's like, uh, Andrew's nickname is Flex. Right, right. Well, you know, that 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 was our whole work thing. That was the dark and early thing too, right? Yeah. You know, we have Fat Ant, right? Right. It's like all these names that we came up with. But Flex yep. is definitely, definitely one of my favorites. And that, that you told that story perfectly because that's exactly what happened. You yeah. had your arm twisted out, yep. Yep. leaning on the yep. back. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. And you were the one that uh, really pushed it along. Like, oh. when it came out, you <laughs> were one of the ones that you made sure no one called me Andrew. <laughs> well, and well, well, it could be worse. I've had, listen, I've had worse nicknames in life, you know, uh, <laughs> that I... Well, I I was like, yeah, I'll be flex, sure. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, well, like even like the Ray McKinney's, right? That used to call me a uh, uh, Bert, you know, from Bert and Ernie, and all like, like there was, we all had like so many different names back in the day, bro. But it, and I'm glad Bert didn't stick. No, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I actually prefer Six Degrees of Miles. Yeah. Well, the first example of that uh, was. I'm in the audio room again, say that same audio room with you. And I forget how the story was, but there was some actor uh, that popped up on television, you know, one of the monitors we see and you're like, and you, and you go, Oh, it's my boy right there. It might've been Billy Campbell. Does that sound right? No, it's Billy McNamara, Billy McNamara. 
he was in uh it's so funny because uh I already spoke to him. He's going to be one of my guests as well. But he was the first guy that you were telling me a story about. I'm like, I'm like, oh, wow, this guy really does know a lot of people. Because you said, like, you had a call. You called his apartment one time, and this girl answered. Mm-hmm. And it was Erica Laniac. Right. That was his girlfriend at the time. That Absolutely. And I'm sitting there, and I go, I'm talking to a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> Who's dating Erica Alaniac? <laughs> yeah, that was his. That was, yo, he dated Brooke Shields, all that kind of stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, and and the funny thing about him dating Brooke Shields was when we were kids, he used to always have a crush on her. So for him to grow up and like date her, I don't know if you remember, she came to see to CNBC one time, and I walked up to her and I was like, "Hey, we know somebody in common," and then she was like, "Cool," and I said, "Billy McNamara." She's like, "Oh, Billy." She's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, and then she named another guy that went to uh, to school with us as well. So, yeah, that's funny. You have such an incredible memory about like stuff like that. Well, because that was because, you know, that was the like, first thing I was like, oh, wow, I'm really kind of getting into something here. Like, just, you know, <laughs> these are people you see on television. All of a sudden, you're like, wait a second. This guy knows that dude. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Billy's claim to fame is a uh, copycat. You know, one of them, he, he he did so many other movies, but Copycat was like one of the ones that, you know, was actually one of my favorites. Stealing Home, you know, he did like a whole bunch right. of stuff. And he actually has an independent film that he just that he just did, which is why I'm going to interview him as well. Man, dude, you you are incredible. Or what about I think I think uh, one of my my all time favorites is um, the day <laughs> the day that, uh, you know. You as an A as a as a as an A one would never come out and do any miking jobs and stuff on the floor, and then we had Daisy Fuentes in one day, <laughs> and I was staging, and you were like, all of a sudden I get my ear, flex, I'm coming down to miker. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Like, Yo, Daisy Fuentes, oh my goodness, she yeah. was gorgeous, oh, and and in the words of Ray McKinney. Yo, she smells good. Yo, she smells fantastic. I've never smelled a better woman to this day. She was still the best woman I've ever smelled. Isn't that funny? The things that we remember. Yeah. Whatever she was wearing, it smelled incredible. Oh. (laughs) She was, my God. Like, the TV didn't do her justice. No, not at all. Not at all. Really, really, like, was just a gorgeous woman. Like, when you got up, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You Daisy, know, wherever you are. She's married to Richard. No. You know that? <laughs> What's that? She's married to Richard Marks. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Richard Marks, man. Good job, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so Flex, we've been on for an hour, dude. And, you know, I can talk to you forever. But let me well, let me ask you a couple of questions. Oh um, boy! So, like, at what point? I mean, you you know, you're just going through life and you're meeting these people. At what point did you realize, you're like, hey, I know a lot of people here? You know, like, uh, was it from the school you went to? I mean, was it the business? Because it, it just cracked all of us up. Just how many people you would n- know, and how many of us knew that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a running joke after a while. Like, you know, then well, you'd be in and be like, you know, I know, I know uh, I went to school with the senator's daughter. 
<laughs> right. Well, you know, it's funny. It's just something. All right. So a couple of things. After you left TV, like Harry used to call me upstairs and he would sit us down on like these couches and he would call it story time with Miles. Right. Right. Like he, he did that. So he'd sit there and be like, hey, tell, tell us some stories, this, that and the other. But it, I think over the years, I, I realized that I knew a lot of people. But one day I came across like my old address books. I used to have three address books. Right. Wow. One was was family, one was friends, and then one was like business. And I think I looked through the business contacts or whatever, and I just started looking at, and I was like, wait a minute. And I had all these phone numbers of people that I was like, wait a minute. I like some of them I had to recollect mm-hmm. that I that I came across and I literally had their phone numbers, you know, and at one point or another I used to communicate with them. Which is, it, it took me a long time to actually realize how many people I did know, which is how the birth of this podcast came about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was just, I was like, man, I know these people. Why don't I just like interview my friends, my family and friends, people that, you know, that like some of them might not even remember me. There was an incident recently where my son was doing a music video down in Atlanta with okay. Anthony Hamilton. So I went to that address book, right? And I I took a picture of Anthony Hamilton's phone number, right? So when he called me, he he calls me up. He goes, Dad, man, Anthony Hamilton keeps walking by me and he keeps complimenting my hair. And I was like, yo, all right. I said, when he walks by you again, I sent him the picture of the, the number. I said, when he walks by you again, I said, ask him if he used to live in New Jersey. Of course, I obviously knew the answer to that question, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so... And I go, when he tells you that, I was like, show him, show him the number, right? So all of a sudden, my 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 son FaceTimes me. And he's just like, Anthony Hamilton, I don't know if you know, he's like a big singer and, you know, in the R&B world. And, okay. I mean, he's huge. He's like huge. And he was doing a gospel video, whatever the case may okay. be. Um, So all of a sudden, my son is FaceTiming me and, I, and I, he goes, yo, it's about to go down. And all of a sudden, he flips the camera around and it's Anthony Hamilton. And I was like, yo, what's up? And he was like, yeah. I was like, and I could tell by the way he looked at me, he had no idea who the hell I was. Wow. So he was like looking at me and I was like, yeah, I know you don't remember me. I, I said, uh, he goes, yeah, but that's my phone number. <laughs> I was like, I said, yeah, I know it's your phone number. You gave it to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, of course, that was many, many, many years ago. Yeah. You know, and then and then I asked my, my son, he was like, oh, Anthony Hamilton was like, oh, let's stay in touch, this, that, and the other. And I asked my son, I said, well, whatever happened? He said that Anthony Hamilton actually took a picture of the phone number. It's like, because I guess it tripped him out so bad. I don't know what he wanted, but it's just like, yo. So I guess he has a story that he's going to tell as well. Right. You know what I mean? As far as like this kid walks up to me and shows me my old phone number. What he didn't say was his phone number and it was also his beeper number. <laughs> really yeah it was wow yeah like just people that i used to know so you know ultimately if i could ever reconnect with anthony i would love to get him on you know what i mean because i've got tons of stories about him so it's just really like the the art of like storytelling like all of a sudden i'm telling all these stories and i'm just like hey why don't i just you know do something with it yeah you know what i mean and and (laughs) hence why I wanted you to be the first one. Like I, I told you from back in May that I was not going to do this without you being the actual first guest. You well, know, it's, it's, it's quite an honor. Uh, yeah, man, no, it's an honor to have you, bro. Uh, 
um, uh, who would you say? Um, I, I you, you know, you'll probably be diplomatic about it, but who would you say, like, out of, like, you know, kind of where you're going with this, you know, the six degrees thing is who do you think would be like the, the biggest person that, that you know? Like, who do you, who, how far do you think, you know, uh, the six degrees <laughs> reaches? How, you know, where, um, because it, it, I think people need to realize, like, yeah, it's one thing to know a lot of people, but you know, like, a lot of really kind of big people. Like, you, yo, you know, I, I, yo, it's funny that you asked that. And I'm sitting there going, do I spill this bean? You know, it's like a big tease. And it's something, you know, I, I put in the work and I was actually, I planted the seed already and said, this was the person that I wanted to get because I met this person before they became a star okay like i literally met this person and and it happened to be i'll say she happened to be all right the girlfriend of one of my best friends okay so and and what's funny is and i think at one point if i do get this get i still have the piece of paper where she wrote her phone number down and gave it to me. Now, the question is, did I ever call her? No, because my friend was like, yo, she's going to be a huge star one day. And I was like, who, her? And he was like, trust me. And, yeah. I, and I didn't trust him. <laughs> and she is actually probably one of the biggest stars that this planet knows. You want really? the name, or should I should I leave that as a tease? Maybe I'll leave that as a tease, so I don't tell the audience, but I'll tell you when uh, when we when we sign off. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I put I put some feelers out to try to get that, and, and my friend said, "Yeah, I'll help you. I'll help you with that." So, really? Yeah. So wow. when we get off, I, I'll tell you who that is. But that was a a fantastic question. Because I do have a little bit of tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> no. Just to try to make it, you know, appealing and entertaining. And like I said, and it's not about these people being stars. I want to know about like the journey, like people's yeah. journeys of what it is and how they got to where they are. Because, you know, when people, there are a lot of actors and actresses and singers and, you know, songwriters, you know, out there. And a lot of times people don't believe that they can make it. And I've been around people who've made it all the time. Mm -hmm. So I really want the story of their journey, you know, on the steps that they took and how they, they made, how they got there. You know what I mean? Just because, yeah. you know, it's like nothing is impossible. Impossible is nothing like Adidas says. Right. Yeah. And like impossible. I am possible. You know what I mean? All those uh little cliche memes and all that kind of stuff. I really do believe that you know, you take the steps and you you just keep taking those steps that you will get to your destination. Wow. Yeah, man. I did, That's I why I keep pushing you about, you know, acting in and singing and doing your thing because I, I really do believe in you and I really do believe. And it's not like you want to be famous or whatever, but I really always felt like you could make a career out of, you know, the entertainment industry. Oh, well, well, well thank you. I'm, I'm, I've been lucky enough to have... Uh, a few people such as yourself um, in, in the corner, you know, kind of championing that as well. Um, 
and you know that helps um yeah i'm on you know when when i was just doing the rehearsals for this for this show and, and stuff and you know i was out of the house as it got close you know a couple times nights during the week and stuff but you know never once was it um an issue um uh whenever i would leave and my kids would still be up they'd come running over and they'd be like break a leg daddy um, <laughs> nice and then my son would take a, a pause he's like but not literally <laughs> you said he's got that comedic timing oh huh? com- yeah uh and and don't get me started on my daughter she's she's right behind him too i love uh, it who, uh, well, who knows maybe one day you'll be managing their careers right you know what like <laughs> life is full of surprises and you know maybe it isn't meant for me and i never really wanted fame to begin with to be honest with right. you Especially in this day and age where, you know, everyone, if you have a, what's it, a TikTok page, all of a sudden you're a TikTok star. I was like, oh, oh my goodness. You know what I'm saying? about like, it. Who, in this day and age, who wants it? I, you know, um, it's, that never appealed to me. What, what I always uh, got a rush from is, is the work. Is, is it like, you know, this role I just did, I really, really love the role I just, I just finished doing. And, um, Cause it was just a high intense role and it was just, you know, from start to finish, this guy was just going and it was, it was great. It was fun. And, and I, you know, as soon as the scene was over, it was, I was done. And, um, but, uh, I liked the role and I liked the work, you know? Um, so I don't care like for fame or, you know, or, yeah. or stuff like that. I, I just, you know, um, if people come to see me, I want them to have a good time. I want Absolutely. To- it's your creative outlet and you want yeah. people to enjoy it. I love it. I love every bit of it, man. That's awesome. Um, you know, and listen, and, you know, like you said, you, you alluded early on, you know, like, um, you know, when you, when you get to this part, you, 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 you start looking back more than you kind of looking forward. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, uh, I, I can't thank you know, like you enough, uh, all the, the times of CNBC, all the, the, the ball busting from like you and, and Ray McKinney. <laughs> I mean, just so many laughs and so much fun, but also at the same time, a learning experience for me. Yeah. I don't think I would be the guy I am today um, or the parent I am today if I had never met you. Uh, oh, wow. Thanks. If I never met Kurzweil or, or Ray, you know, Ron yeah. Warren, like that was just, it was just such that was such a learning experience on so many levels, those CNBC yeah. days. Yeah. Um, yeah. That uh, it kind of changed, you know, who I was for the better. Um, yeah. And I don't think a lot of times I would have gone on things if, if, you know, you didn't check in every so often and be like, you got what's coming up, what's going on, you know. Um, and it's such a running joke here because, like, I, every so often I'll, uh, I'll uncover boxes of like these headshots I had. And just God, awful. I want to say, wasn't there like the leather jacket I, I'm picturing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would grow like a, I would grow like a beard, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then I'd shave it mid session and stuff. And I and love it. The amount of such a wasted. It, that's when I was like, this is such a racket, yeah. you know. There's no one. You'd send to places. No one saw you. Right. You know? <laughs> I'm like, this is such a scam. You know? Yep. Open I always calls. said, man, there's such a business to be made on people who want to make it in the business. Yeah. No. It's like, yo, they're not selling dreams. They're selling nightmares, bro. Yep. Like people have been, it's also nightmares. Yep. 
Like the, the the phrase I would always hate to see was was open call or open casting. No, yeah. it's not. Right, right. You know exactly who you're casting. You just want us to spend money coming to the city and waste our time. <laughs> right. Dude, I remember I, I did some extra work one time and, and it was enough for me. I remember I was an extra in Spike Lee's Malcolm X, bro. And I remember I got there. I took off days from work and I got there at like, I want to say three in the afternoon. They were like, you got to be here at three in the afternoon. And I didn't get home until like six or seven the next morning and did not get paid. I didn't, I was barely in it. I was in like this big, you know, group scene where you can't, like, I can see where I am, but I'm like, I'm the size of an ant. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the one scene where I thought I was going to be in, I got cut out, you know? And then I went and I did this other movie, MC Light, you know, did this movie. And it was like, I was in the scene and I was just like, dude, I, it's kind of like how you felt when you were driving down to the shore. Yeah. You know, and mind you, I had to be to work at three o'clock in the morning. Right. right? This is all when I had to be to work. I, that's why I took the days off with Spike Lee. But the MC light, I had to be to work. They were like, oh, there's nothing. And then, then when you go and you're an extra, all the extras are telling you where the next extra work is. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, they're doing Boomerang. This is around that time. They're doing Boomerang next week. I was like, man, I ain't doing shit. I'm, yeah. Like, this is, oop, I curse. It, I'm <laughs> like, this is, this is the end of, this is the end of my extra work yeah. in this business because it was more work, no pay. Right, you know what I mean. It was and just like, people, yeah. And those people are lifelong extras. Exactly. You know, you'd, you'd never hear really of a story of an extra making that leap. You know, it's yeah. like the, the, well, you know what? I, I'm going to give you one because <laughs> you know I'm a geek, right? Right. So I read credits at the end of movies. Do you remember the movie Night Shift? Yeah. Um, Henry Winkler and oh, uh, my- what's his name? Michael Keaton. Yeah. Right. So uh-huh. I'm I'm up late one night and I'm looking at the freaking and this could, might be considered an extra, but he actually got credit. It said something in the credits like "Frat Boy Number One, Kevin Costner." Wow! It tripped me out, and after I saw that, I I watched the movie again, and then he was actually you see him as one of the frat boys when they had the party in the morgue. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was one of the frat boys. The other thing that he was in, everybody, and this is a movie that's been coming up recently called The Big Chill. The Big Chill. Do you remember The Big Chill? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to be the dead guy. He he was the dead was guy. The dead. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's kind of like he went from frat boy number one, the dead guy, to <laughs> Kevin Costner, to the bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> so he's the only one that I could actually really like think that went from probably being an extra to like jump into superstardom but like you said that's very far and few in between for sure yeah it's it was kind of like when we did the audience shows at fox there are people that just are constantly going to to shows like that to be audience members oh my goodness it'd be the same (laughs) be the same people yeah be the same people yeah But flex, flex, flex. Thank you again, man. We, wow, we thank went you. 80 minutes, man. And yo, dude, I got nothing but love for you, Randy, your kids. Even though I haven't met them, you right. know, they're an extension of you and Randy. You know what I mean? So yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. 
And they also have their own, you know, they come pre-wired and, and they also have their own identity and stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a trip. It's, it's really, it's been, it's been a great trip seeing them get older and become these, these, you know, they're starting to become little people now. And, um, and I still kind of, there's still, they're still at an age where they don't really know the workings of the world yet. And I want to keep them here for a little while longer. Yo, dude, tell me about it. That innocence is so beautiful, right? Yeah. It's like, and you want to protect them as long as you possibly can. Yeah. You know, but you know, middle school changes all that. Oh, I know. <laughs> and you've got middle school in the next couple of years, bro. Like maybe yep. four or five years, yep. at least for the first one. Well, part of me is hoping I'll be senile by then that I won't know what's going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> part of hearing and there's a lot of memory loss. I don't know. Right. Absolutely. But thanks, man. Thank you for the name of the show, Six Degrees of Miles. I appreciate you. Thank you for the stories. Thanks for chopping it up with me. You know what I mean? And until the next time, who knows? We'll do this again. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd love to. And, and you know, and best of luck with it. And and, and onward and upward, you know. And right. and I hope you get that big tease that you talked about just a little while ago. Oh yeah, no, I got you. I I, I definitely give you. I, like when we when we end this, I'll definitely give you a call and let you know. You just I gotta. You got to sign the NDA, and I got to swear you to secrecy. Oh, no, I, I think I have an idea who it is. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, cool. I, I have cool. an idea. Um, but I hope, I hope I'm kind of wrong, though, too, and that it's someone else I didn't think of. But, cool. Uh, Very cool. But um, all right, man, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I, 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 again, it, it, it really was an honor to be uh, the, the first guy on, on the board here, so I really greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, too, man. Thanks a lot. All right? All right, brother. All right, man. Thank y'all for tuning in and listening. And uh, yo, social media, social media. What is it? Uh, six degrees of miles on Instagram and six degrees of miles. I think it's like degrees underscore miles on Twitter. And uh, I don't think I have a Facebook page yet. So whatever. Oh, and the the email is six degrees of miles at Gmail. Wow. See, I got to remember. Like this is my first show. I don't even know what I'm doing, Flex. I'm wow. just like throwing it out there but i did get all those things for you guys comments you know questions comments criticisms whatever send it all i'm here so thank you all for listening and we are out all right